China cuts a key mortgage rate more than expected to try and stimulate its property sector. But the markets aren't impressed. The RBA is keeping a close watch on services inflation, and we look ahead to Australian wages data out today. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And then in our deep dive interview, ANZ commodity strategist Sunny Kamari looks at a looming supply shortage for platinum, just as car makers and the hydrogen economy start using more of it. Arabian started trading at premium to platinum back in 2017, and the peak of this price ratio was in three times of platinum prices, and which gave a very strong reason for auto manufacturers to switch the technology from palladium to platinum. But first, in 5 and 5 with ANZ, Chinese markets gave a lukewarm response to the People's Bank of China's decision to cut a key interest rate yesterday. The five-year loan prime rate, or LPR, which is a mortgage reference rate, was cut from 4.2% to 3.95%. That was a record drop, aimed at supporting China's property market and consumer confidence. China's CSI 300 index of stocks initially traded lower on the news, eventually closing up only 0.2%. ANZ senior China strategist Xiao Pangxing says the cut was a catch-up after reductions in the one-year LPR last year. He says authorities had to balance out yesterday's decision against a larger cut, which would have risked efforts to let air out of the property bubble gently. So what they want to do is to make a structural transformation uh, structural transition yeah, from the commodity housing model to a public housing model like uh, similar to Singapore. I think uh, this uh, transition or this transformation is not uh, very easy, but uh, the first step is to uh, let the property bubble smaller so the authority don't want to cut uh, too big. Number two, global markets will watch tonight for comments from three Fed speakers and the minutes of the last FOMC meeting. That is the key for the US dollar, which was slightly weaker overnight as US Treasury yields edge lower. The Aussie dollar was therefore up a bit at 65.60 US cents at 5am Sydney Melbourne time. And the Kiwi was also a bit firmer at 61.74 US cents. ANZ senior economist Tom Kenny is looking for specifics on what evidence the Fed is looking for to pull the trigger on rate cuts starting in July. What might be of interest is the Fed and Powell made it clear that they want greater confidence. What is this greater confidence instilled? Are they looking for some kind of threshold level, numerical threshold level on the, the rate of inflation? Or are they looking for something you know, more specific in terms of you know, the trends in super core inflation? Because that does seem to have been a bit strong lately and probably not eased as much as the, the Fed would like. Number three. The RBA's February meeting minutes maintained a slightly hawkish stance, with the board noting that while goods price inflation was falling faster than expected, services inflation remains high. ANZ senior economist Blair Chapman says the RBA will want to make sure inflation doesn't pop back up like it has overseas. The RBA and other central banks, knowing that services inflation is more closely linked with the domestic economy, very much focused on making sure demand and supply are balanced within Australia so that services inflation comes down. Although historically we have seen services inflation sitting above goods inflation and the inflation overall being in the target band. Number four, today's Australian wage price index will be a key data point for the RBA as it considers its next interest rate move. 
ANZ senior economist Catherine Birch says the expected quarterly increase of 0.9% would mean an annual rate of 4.1%, and that's in line with what the RBA expects. The RBA has repeatedly noted that it assesses the current pace of wage growth or potentially a little higher as being consistent with its inflation target as long as productivity picks up to its long-run average. Now, we'll get more productivity growth data in the national accounts data, which will be out on the 6th of March. But that suggests that they won't be too worried if, say, wage growth is 0.1 percentage points either way of their 4.1% annual forecast. Number five. Now, in New Zealand, ANZ's merchant card spending data shows most categories improved in the three months to January, up 3.5% annually, and that's a bit stronger than the 2.5% seen previously. ANZ New Zealand Chief Economist Sharon Zollner says strong tourism-related spending, up 38%, and a range of discretionary spending, particularly on golf courses, up 20%, show there are some green shoots. Fair to say they're tentative at the moment. Uh, the housing market remains pretty flat, for example, so that's not likely to set consumers on a path towards spending freely anytime soon. But certainly the Reserve Bank requires very subdued spending for quite some time. That is their forecast. So anything that suggests that perhaps the economy might be bouncing back more quickly than expected, they would probably view as problematic. Sharon Zollner there. Now, in our deep dive interview, ANZ commodity strategist Sunny Kamari details the structural shifts in supply and demand for platinum and sees the potential for price rises. There are a few reasons to it. First, the auto sales have been quite strong since the second half of 2023. And for this year, we are expecting auto sales to grow by 2 to 3% range. And that is keeping, you know, the platinum de- auto catalyst demand strong. The other reasons, which is a very, very relevant reason for platinum, uh, platinum demand story is substitution away from palladium to platinum. And there are two reasons for it. The first, it's related to economics of the autocatalyst. Palladium started trading at premium to platinum back in 2017. And the peak of this price ratio was at three times of platinum prices, and which gave a very strong reason for auto manufacturers to switch the technology from palladium to platinum. The other reason which is related is the supply security. Since Russia produces nearly 38% of palladium, this makes the, the auto catalyst vulnerable to sanctions. So far, there's no sanction on Russian palladium, but we don't know the future. So therefore, we expect switching from palladium to platinum to continue. And on the supply side for platinum, what are some of the problems that platinum miners in South Africa have? Because 70% of the supply comes from South Africa. Mining countries, South Africa is also seeing some of the challenges in form of deeper shaft, degrading ore quality, environmental regulations, social protest, etc. But about, apart from that, what has been really constrained the production was electricity outages in 2022, and it had caused a heavy production lost back in back in 2022. 
So this year, electricity supply availability is likely to improve, and that's why we are expecting production to recover as well by 3%. However, the production level will still remain nearly 7% below pre-pandemic average level. And how is the growing hydrogen economy increasing demand for platinum? Platinum is used as a catalyst in hydrogen economy and the drive towards this hydrogen fuel is definitely going to benefit platinum demand. But this is a long-term story for platinum. So what can be, you know, what can benefit this platinum demand in the long term is we are seeing autocatalyst demand for platinum to decline because of declining share of ice vacant on that demand losses could be mitigated by rising demand from uh, from hydrogen economy. So there it's a far-fetched demand outlook, but definitely platinum demand is going to benefit from uh, from this energy transition. And just, just finally, what, what do you see then for the platinum price through 2024? As we expect platinum market balance to remain negative due to constrained supply and a strong demand, we target platinum prices to reach towards 1200 by end of this year to just incentivize supply and you know curb some of the demand. Sunny Kamari there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Wednesday, February the 21st. Catch you tomorrow with the detail from Australian wages data later today. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.